When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, thanks for clicking on this podcast. Today we've got an awesome interview with Tony from Tony's Horror Corner, and we're talking all about Stephen King with two of the biggest Stephen King fans. But before we start, don't forget to rate and review on Apple. It helps us out, and we'll shout you out on the podcast and on Instagram. Thanks, and enjoy. Welcome back to Books and Stuff Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Zach. And this week we've got a special guest with us, and we're going to let him introduce himself. Uh, hey guys, I'm Tony. I um, run Instagram, Tony Tony Tony's Horror Corner. Um, I've been doing that for I think six years now. So nice. And it's just kind of become a fun hobby of mine. Yeah. Nice. What made you want to get started on Bookstagram? Uh, mainly because I was trying to just keep my Instagram stuff out of my normal life friends feeds. Yeah. <laughs> I was just starting to post a bunch of books and. I was like, they don't really care about this. I should just move it and make it its own thing. Nice. Well, congrats on almost 10,000 followers. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Have you hit it when already? I started, I definitely wasn't expecting this. No, I think I still have less than 100 to go. I'm close. Well, if you haven't followed him yet, uh, yeah. please give him a follow. <laughs> there you go. Thank um, you. All right. So I guess we'll get into. The questions, if you guys didn't know, Zach and Tony are both massive Stephen King fans, so this is going to be very much so a Stephen King episode. (laughs) So I guess (laughs) the first question I'll ask you guys is, what got you into Stephen King? For example, like, was it a specific person, or did you just happen upon one of his movies, or one of his books, or something like that? So I guess let's start with Tony, and then we'll go with Zach. Um, I mean, I grew when I growing up. I watched a few of the movies um, with my parents, and then I guess I really just started reading. I started reading Carrie, um, like spring of my senior year of high school, just because I was kind of on a kick where I was reading books about like kids with powers and stuff like that. And then, um, like I kind of put it down, but a year later, I picked up The Shining after I was recovering from surgery. And in doing so, I just was like, I need something to do because I'm stuck at home. I can't do anything. You know, so I, my mom had gotten me Dr. Sleep for Christmas. And I was like, well, I can't read that until I read The Shining. So I read The Shining. And I kind of got lost in in the overlook, like with the Torrances. So that helped me kind of get away. And then since then, it's just been a binge fest. Nice. Did you have a uh, certain order that you like wanted to try and read them, or were you just picking up random ones at random times? I was picking up picking up random ones really until I hit um, <coughs> until I finally picked up Gunslinger, and then I read all of like the yeah. eight core Dark Tower books like in a row. <laughs> nice. What about you? Uh, well, when I was younger up in Glynn, Wisconsin, we'd always go and visit my great grandma all the time. 
And she always had a VHS of The Shining. And so I would, every time we'd go up there, I'd watch it nonstop. I'd watch it like three times a day, probably. And one day my dad finally was like, why don't you read the darn book? Like, stop watching the movie and like read. Because back then I like was not a heavy reader. Like I would like just go to school, do the stuff, hardly read the books. And then finally he's like, just read the book and... I actually ended up getting a couple of copies, but never read it. And I like, I would start a bunch of his books and just like never really finish all the way through. And then finally, a couple of years ago, I finally read the long walk and I was like, you know, maybe this, maybe this guy's actually kind of good at writing. <laughs> and so I was I like, all right, walk. well, let me start reading his stuff. And then I started reading them and, so I would say technically it's a combination. I'd say the movies and then my dad basically telling me to start reading. So Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess the easiest question to start with would be which Stephen King book is your all-time favorite? And then we can work through all my questions mm-hmm. after that. So you want to go first, Tony? Sure. Uh, yeah. I love The Shining's my favorite. I mean, I think for a while when I started reading his stuff, it was Pet Cemetery was um, just because I think it's it's so it's so bleak but it's just so well written and it's terrifying and like what it kind of stands for but the shining after i read it a second time and then now i've read it a third time recently it's it's like kind of solidified itself as being just my number one because it is there's so much to it that i think kind of gets overlooked when people read it for the first time and it's just really deep and there's every little piece kind of means something and i think that's that's kind of what sticks it sticks it as like the number one spot for me what would round out like your top three? Um, the Shining, Pet Cemetery, and then I love The Stand. I'm I'm like mm-hmm. building myself up to reread that one soon because it is just such a beast. But it again, I love the how intricate it is and and just how messed up a lot of the stuff in that book gets. Yep. What are your top three? Uh, well, my number one is the same as Tony's, The Shining. When I did my reread of The Shining for October, I was like, I was, it was just so good. Um, I also had reread The uh, Pet Cemetery, and that, you know, because I wanted to do a shake-up with my top three, and so I reread two of them. I was going to do It, but then I backed out of it. <clears throat> I backed out of it last minute and changed it to something else, because I didn't really want to like do the top three three um so as of right now the shining is number one uh pet cemetery is number two i am pretty much the same reason as tony said it's just so well written it's so creepy and it's just a really like eerie book and i would say it would be number three for me um i do got to go through and reread that one again but it is i did that over the summer and it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> Did you end up liking it more the second time? Like that, Rhea, that book is just... I think. I mean, I pretty much liked it about the same. I think I have it just outside of my top ten for just because there's a few things that are a little a little too much for me. But um, it's still an amazing book, and it's incredibly incredible just how much he put into it. And I love the way that he takes historical parts like from... Maine's history and uses them in the book and kind of twists them 
to make them yeah. work for his story. Totally. Um, so I guess the next question I have would be, what's a King book that you wish would get a sequel? Um, I, I mean, I have two. Um, I would like to see, like, it. I would like to see them have a sequel. Like, I know they went through the whole process of, like, I mean, I guess I don't really want to spoil the book, but, you know, <laughs> the, the thing at the end of the book where the book ended and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not spoiling it. Um, I would like to see some sort of sequel or something like that. Like maybe Pennywise wasn't the only one that landed on Earth and maybe there's another one somewhere else or something like that, you know. And uh, the other one I would say is Firestarter. I would just like to see what happened with Charlie. And, you know, see her grown up and in the future, you know, I'd like to see something like that happen. Nice. Yeah, that's Firestarter was going to be one of mine, too. And and I think that was the biggest thing with, I don't know if you read the Institute yet, but when I read that, I was actually very upset that it didn't tie into Firestarter. I was, like, expecting that to happen, and it didn't, and that kind of killed it for me. I was angry they didn't do that. Um, of all the times he connects books, he didn't, he had a, there was a meatball, and he just did take it. Um, and then with Pet Sam, I think Pet Cemetery could be cool if we if he touched on what happened to Ellie afterward because she definitely had some sort of shining ability. It'd be kind of interesting to touch on that and see if I mean that's have actually her baby return to the house and that's a good point because <clears throat> Danielle had even asked me like you know what are some books you think that I like maybe couldn't get one and she was like what about pet cemetery it doesn't seem like there could be like something with that i wasn't even thinking of ellie at the time so that's a that's a good point you know what happened to her you know after everything that happened with you know the rest of the family what happened with ellie in the future yeah and i mean that one of his best endings ever so <laughs> oh yeah all right. Um, let's go to what book has, or which of his books has the best? Is your favorite adaptation for TV or movie? Maybe we could, this could go two ways. Maybe the one that you think, because a lot of people like adaptations that follow so closely with the books. But I know Zach's favorite adaptation doesn't follow closely with the books. So maybe you could answer both or. Something like that. And I guess since I started with Zach, we'll just go with him. Yeah, so I mean, obviously the one that doesn't follow the book is The Shining. That's <laughs> that's kind of just a given at this yeah. point. Um, I would say one that follows, I'm kind of torn between two. Um, I would say The Green Mile or uh, The Shawshank Redemption. I feel like both of those are just like done so well and they follow so close to both stories and... The Green Mile to me is another book I think is, I mean, I guess this would kind of answer a question future down the road here, that I think is kind of underrated. I feel like not a lot of people really talk about it because it's not like Horror King. It's, I don't know if you'd really consider it like a fantasy book, but <clears throat> there's definitely some kind of like glimpses of like a like fantasy-ish type thing with, you know, John Coffey's powers and stuff like that and I think it was depicted pretty darn well on the movie screen. So. Well, yeah, I haven't read any King books, but I've seen a majority of the adaptations just because he watched them all the time. And The Green Mile, like, yeah. it had me crying so hard. <laughs> like, that's such a sad movie. Oh, yeah, I can't. 
I've watched it so many times and it still like tears at your heartstrings. Oh yeah, it it still it still gets me. It's like I know it's happening, and then it's just like, oh my god, it's happening. So it follows closely with the books too. (laughs) Oh yeah, honestly, almost it's like like pretty much spot on. It's like a little too close, actually. I think it's a little. I think it's a little. I think it's almost a little better because they like cut out because the way he wrote the books was with it being serialized. He had to kind of like start, um, like restart it every time to like get you caught up because it's like you hadn't weren't supposed to have read it in a month was like how that was like supposed to be. So like the way it's written for how it was released makes sense, but if you read it all together, it's annoying because you just get like a little mini recap or you get like parts where he's back at the old folks' home. And I think the way the movie did it, where you only get like that and like tiny pieces at the beginning and the end is like just so great because you don't have to like lose momentum with the story. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, I mean, we've read articles about like what King has said about his adaptations and stuff. And I think that going off of yours before we get to Tony's, doesn't he say like The Shining is one of his least favorite? And Green Mile, I think he said is like, in his top like three or one of his favorites for sure right yeah he he hates kubrick's adaptation of the shining he the way he always like phrases his his was hot and kubrick's was cold because obviously the overlook burns in his and the movie it freezes so i mean that, yeah, that's he calls, how he always he calls it. kubrick's adaptation like a he calls kubrick's adaptation like a cadillac without an engine because there's like no substance to it like it's just kind of well like his was very i think deep and methodical like kubrick's is kind of just like like in your face like here's what's gonna happen (laughs) did you like it though i'm not a huge i mean i liked it when i first saw it before i read the book and then i read the book and it kind of killed it for me because i think king just there there is just so much and not saying that kubrick didn't put any effort into his movie his movie is there's definitely a lot going on there that I just didn't enjoy as much as most people do because I think it kind of is like a it to me it feels like a husk of King's book, like just an empty shell where like his there's just so much more to the novel than there is to the movie for me. But it's still like I understand why it's what so well loved and why it's so high, highly regarded. It just doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't hit for me. Um, but my favorite one that. Oddly enough, one of my favorites that doesn't follow the book very well, but it was still a great movie, was Doctor Sleep, because I think Flanagan did such a good job of of touching all three like pieces of work that he had to connect to make this movie work. Because The Shining, you know, there's people that like me that are hardcore for the book, and then there's other people that are hardcore for the movie that maybe haven't even read the book. So he had to take parts from the book and the movie. And then tie in the Doctor Sleep book, so I think he did a really good job of working all three in to making a pretty decent movie. And Ewan McGregor, yeah. awesome. That was one. Yeah, of... Ewan McGregor. He's he's uh, he's the one who makes it. Yeah, that <laughs> I was... mean, it was a really good movie. Yeah, that was one I also watched without knowing anything. For me, as like a total outsider, I thought it like started off a little slow, but like once it got to like. I guess like the meat and potatoes of the movie. It was a really good movie, and I think yeah. they casted everyone yeah, like was, perfectly. Yeah, it was very well, very well cast, very well made. And I also am a huge Flanagan fan, so that didn't that helps yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, if you ask me, I he was like, I dealt... like the way he does his ghosts. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, he was dealt. I feel like he had a very tough task because, just like how you said, like he had to For piece sure. to like he had to piece to like King, the Kubrick fans, the Doctor Sleep. I mean, he had so many people that like he needed to like try and keep in line and like make it work. And he honestly, he made yeah. it work. You know. I, I thought yeah, it was that's really what I think he did. That one for me is the best that doesn't follow because he had so much that he had to like work with. And he, mm-hmm. he did it, in my opinion. And I like and we finally got the shining ending we deserved. Nice. <laughs> which I was happy about. Um, nice. So... Uh what's the one for you that follows closest? Or were you agreeing with me on Green Mile? Closest, I think I'd I'd have to agree with either Green Mile, but I also think Shawshank and then Stand By Me or The Body both deserve those are literally in that my top category three. as well, because yeah, because they're just they're they're pretty much spot on. There's like maybe one or two things that you cut out, and like that's just being super nitpicky. Like, and at that point, it's it's necessary for a film or or the way they did it. Like, I think well, it works. And I think is that the one that they're all really good. I like watched In and Out with you. It was really long. Which one? Stand by me. That was the one with the kids in the train, and they're going to find a body. Oh, maybe it's not. Yeah, no. You... It, was there a different the stand? Shawshank is a little longer. It, I, I, you were in and out with a couple of them. The stand is the one that's like six hours long. The one oh, with I'm Gary, thinking of a different the thing one then. with Gary Sinise and all the okay. and them. Yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> I also will um, stand by the older stand was way better than the new one. <laughs> I like haven't even watched the new one. It like just doesn't look good to me. It's like I'm. It was terrible. In all honesty. Uh, in all honesty, if we're if we're going to be on this topic, I'm going to say the older Pet Cemetery was far much better than the newer Pet Cemetery that came out. Oh, the new and, one was terrible. And I'm I, I'm honestly a little anxious for Firestarter. So like, oh, wait, that's going to be my next yeah. question. Okay, then I'll shut up then. Okay, well, so staying with we'll we'll stick with movies and then we'll go back to the books. So I guess the first question I have is. Um, what book do you wish would get an adaptation? And then I'll do my follow-up after that. So, you want to take it? Um, would get an adaptation? I mean, I'll say we're not including, like, re-adaptations. No, like, first Um, time. First time. Um, God, I just wish I could, like, use The Dark Tower, but that really crappy movie was made. Um... (laughs) I would, uh... I thought you said The Long Walk, but oh, yeah, they the, are making... Yeah, The Long Walk is in the works, but I would yeah. definitely like I would definitely like to see The Long Walk. That would be... That would be an intriguing movie. I mean, you could do... What are the ones that you just read? Were there adaptations for both of those? Under, Under the Dome had a TV series. The Tommyknockers had a really crappy 90s movie or something <laughs> like that, or TV miniseries. No, The Dead Zone. Does that have one? The Dead yeah. Zone has one. That's oh, the one with Christopher okay. Walken. Yeah, too. Yeah, they had a TV show yeah, for there's it. there's a TV series for that, too. I never um, saw a TV show. No, I I, I was good with Christopher Walken. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably say The Long Walk. That'd probably be my top choice. And then what about you? Yeah, that's always usually my answer too. Mainly because I think it can. A lot of people argue that they they couldn't see it like translated to film very well, but I think it could. I think it if they do it 
like the book, if you just follow these kids like walking on the street and getting being miserable the whole time, like I think it it might be a little slow for some people, but I think it'd be cool. And they could definitely make it really dark and I think it'd be that'd yeah, be a fun one. I I hope they do it well. The one that whatever's in the works, I think they do. I hope they do it justice. Yeah. Yeah, they for sure are gonna need to. And then another one I my... think um the regulators the regulators would be really cool. Because I think it already good. feels very cinematic. I think the way it's written already feels like it. they could easily just put that right onto the script. And it's super wonky and visually like messed up that I think people would just enjoy <laughs> watching it. Yeah, that's one of the books I need to reread. That's one of the ones that was towards the bottom for me. And then I read Cell. My God, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> that I just was, posted yeah. about that today. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely say I I need to reread the regulators because I didn't read Desperation first and I feel like I needed to because when I read the regulators, I was like, what yeah. the hell is going on? I I was just lost. And so yeah, now that I've read... I'll, I'll, I'll always argue that Desperation first, then regulators is like the best way to read those two. Yeah, and you got to read them back to back. I Yeah, I for sure did not do that. So that's why I was like, what the hell is going Because I was reading the Bachman books first. <laughs> And so I read them mm -hmm. in order of Bachman, not like fully realizing like, hey, you should probably read Desperation before you read this book. And so I read The Regulator yeah, I mean, and I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, I'm just so lost. <laughs> what did you think of Cell? We haven't been on Instagram um, yet. So. I thought, I think the, the first hundred pages or so, probably less than that, are pretty cool. Like the whole beginning of the zombie shit. And then after that, it just gets so bad. Like it, the, everything after the airport, whatever, is just terrible. Well, that's what I you thought too. Not even airport. I, it's like in the middle of the street. It, I was reading it, and I'm like, "Wow!" Like the first like quarter, like third of the book is like actually pretty solid. I don't know why people are bashing this book. And then I got like three quarters of the way done, and I was like, "Holy crap! I don't want to finish this. This is awful." <laughs> Yeah, it just gets so bad. And everything <laughs> after that just doesn't make sense. Like, he tries tying in all this weird stuff, and none of it works. And it's just strange. And the movie's even worse. The movie was terrible. I, I haven't. And the thing is, like, you With have, John like, John Cusack and Samuel Jackson. Yeah, it's like you got yeah. two, like, A-list actors, and you get, like, a crappy movie. Uh, and it was so poorly made, too. Like, they definitely had a really low budget. Like, it, it wasn't even... I don't even think it went to theater. I think it was... Like some random, like straight like to DVD movie. So they somehow got those two in. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! I can't believe I well, I suffered through it. It's like an hour. It's like an hour. It's only like an hour and like ten minutes too. Like it's super short, but it was just dumb. Maybe a sequel to Cell would be okay. It's got to follow it up. <laughs> or, or maybe that yeah, would be like still just like suffering. Or something. Wait, it's like the the Holly Gibney book he's going to be writing soon. Like, I feel like nobody really likes the character, but like, he's like one of the only people who does. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, he's stuck on well, her. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going to say out of like all the books that have either come out this year or have been announced, like Holly Gibney, like, um, what are your thoughts on those? Like, have you liked, what were the two that have come out so far? Uh, Gwendy's final task has come out. And then, uh, uh, fairy tale yeah. comes out September, October. Oh, okay. Are you excited about that one? Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued nice. for fairy tale. 
I think because his fantasy stuff for me at least is kind of hit or miss, and I've I've been pretty adamant on the fact that I think he, in his old age, should pretty much just leave the Dark Tower alone because I think it was when he finished it up and or even like went through the keyhole was a little bit extra that we didn't necessarily need, but that was at least well written. Like it was pretty cool. Um, beyond everything he's done that's touched the tower beyond that has been stupid in my opinion that doesn't it like didn't need to happen it felt forced it didn't and it doesn't feel the same and i think he should just leave it alone and i'm afraid fairy tale is going to go too far into it it's going to touch on the tower too much and it definitely doesn't need to i hope it he makes it stay on its own but who knows uh gwendy i didn't really enjoy so i would say as a whole series it probably was not my favorite series obviously the second one was just written by chismar it didn't have anything really with king Mm -hmm. involved and you could definitely see the difference between the first two books i think and i i really didn't like magic feather i was secretly hoping at the end of final i was hoping for at the end of final task um like we'd get like uh like uh like a Roland like cameo, like the gunslinger would show up at like the, the old folk yeah. home and like talk to the guy. And I was like, Oh man, this is like a missed opportunity, especially if they're mentioning the dark tower, like throw him in there or something. Yeah. I kept, I kept like waiting for something that would at least make that all those references like mean something. I felt like it just didn't, I obviously like the button box as a whole throughout the whole series was intended to be tied to the tower. Like that was definitely their goal. But it, I liked that it was way more subtle in the first two than or first one, really, because it's not really in the second one at all. But in the first one, like it was just kind of a mini piece of it, and then they tried to make it a bigger thing in this third book, and it just didn't really work because it didn't make sense. <laughs> also, kind of all three the of those books just felt it was weird. Yeah, that was it. Was like I was trying to explain it to my friend who doesn't really he hasn't really read any King. Um, he's watched a few of the movies. And it's like my roommate, so he like sees that I'm clearly very into it. Um, so he was like asking me about the book, and I tried explaining it to him on the car ride home from work last night. And I was like, you know what? Like me describing this book just sounds really silly. Like it just doesn't. It just seems kind of like lifeless. Like I don't understand. Like let me just go out to space and shoot everything out there. Like what the fuck is that? I don't know. It just feels really random. It doesn't feel like something that he would do. And I don't know. I hope I hope fairy tale is at least somewhat revitalizing for his career. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people. I'm not, I'm not I've really there. excited for Holly. No, I'm not excited for her either. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I'm thinking with fairy tale, a lot of people have said that it looks like it's going to have some references to like the eyes of the dragon, which to me that book is another yeah, which book I think that, would like, work. Well, yeah, that's another thing. That book, I feel like it gets bashed because it's, like, directed towards children or something like that. And it's, like, it's actually not Mm -hmm. the worst book that he's written. It's not bad. It's kind of like the middle of the road. No, it actually has some pretty dark moments, too. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, All right. Well, that one just wasn't, I like, again, like, the fantasy isn't always my cup of tea. So Eyes of the Dragon just kind of didn't fully hit for me, but I didn't hate it. By any means. Yeah, it was like in the middle of the pack, like you said for you, right? Yeah, it's middle of the road, like three and a half stars. 
Very nice. Um, all right, well, let's take a turn back to, I guess we kind of already did, back to books. And then, so Zach has a booktube channel, and so some of the next questions I have, he always gets asked, so I guess we'll have him answer and you again. So a lot, one of the biggest questions okay. that he gets asked is like, what's the book you would recommend to start with for King? Like, he gets asked that probably several times a week and so what's the answer that you always go with i'm blanking right now i actually don't remember you always say the long walk because that's where you started <laughs> oh well yeah for if <laughs> i would say i personally i started with bachman and i wasn't disappointed but tony's point here is accurate with the regulators like if you're gonna do them do them but skip the regulators until you read desperation like that's and I also would not start with Rage just because that's like no, <laughs> that's already a book that's like on the fence of like uh, it it gets criticism. It's obviously it's like a touchy subject, so like I probably wouldn't start with Rage. I'd probably skip that to begin with. Kind of get more used to King and his writing style, and then go back to Rage. That's what I did. So I mean, I, unless well, you unless you're into that kind of thing with Rage, then go for well, it. Well, I but. feel like. Bachman books are a safe place to start too because I know a lot of people I get why people ask that because his books are so intertwined and so it's hard to find a book that is just like has no references to like any other book um and so, so you're not like spoiled or like you know not reading them out of order or something so like I get mm -hmm. why a lot of people ask that and so I feel like where you started actually like worked but I know the easy answer too is Carrie, because that is what the first book. Yeah, like chronologically, start with Carrie and then work your way downtown. <laughs> yeah, but what would you say? Yeah, I usually say either Carrie or The Shining because those were one; they were my first two. But I also think that they're so early on in his career that it kind of works if you're trying to get into him. And they're not; they're both they both have some obviously pretty dark and creepy elements, but I don't think either one of them has anything that's like super over the top. Like I think it is a lot for people, not even because of its page count. There's just a lot of stuff in there. That's pretty heavy. Um, and even like the stand again, that's pretty uh, intimidating. Like just looking at that book. So yeah, I, I tend to wait, have people wait on those two. And I think Salem's lot is a decent start, but it is a little slower and something that takes like some patience when you're, starting it and i think that's better for if you've read a few of his books already but i do think the long walk is great that one and then but that's the only bachman book i think i'd ever have anybody start his stuff with because i think the other ones are just so different and i think it it pays off to know that they are different from his like normal style well and the long walk wasn't that the only one that was a five star for you out the other the ones were just kind of like... The next closest, I think, was Thinner. Thinner is another one I think is actually pretty decent. Those would probably yeah, be... Just, there's a lot... Of, there's, like, some a few things in Thinner that I was just, like, kind of rolled my eyes at. But I think that was, like, the <laughs> whole point of the book was to be kind of campy and, like, out kind of outrageous. And That's that was the last one I he thought. wrote before he got caught, so... <laughs> I actually really liked nice. Running Man on a, on a reread. I really enjoyed The Running Man. 
Yeah, I gotta reread the Bachman. That's once. That's another thing I need to do because another book I feel like people don't really talk about, like Roadwork. Like it gets bashed because it's kind of like a weird book, but it's actually not too bad. At least that's my thought or opinion. It's <laughs> yeah, not I reread like it. I didn't definitely didn't hate it as much as the first read, but I still didn't really enjoy it because I just was like, why? Like all oh, this is really stupid. Like he could have just just moved, just take the money and like get a new house. <laughs> this took extreme <laughs> measures. Yeah, he he kind of went to the extreme. <laughs> That's, I can see that. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Um, all right. Who would you say is your favorite king character? Um, um I love Eddie Dean. Eddie yeah. from the Dark Tower series is the I love him. He's just awesome. I think I like him so much because King he King's use of him is very intentional in that he is a way for the readers to connect to the series like to he is like the physical embodiment of like us reading these books because he throughout the series even at the very end he still is like what the hell am i doing here like what is all this stuff but he even though he has like grown obviously into this new world but he helps um kind of make it more real for us and he's just entertaining as hell (laughs) yeah he's definitely more entertaining He's probably um, in like your top five. He's for sure in my top three. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, obviously before the hotel took him over, I like Jack Torrance as a character. Um, I, 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 do I just like him. I know. I mean, I know it's like, it, you don't really want to like say like you like the villain, but like the same time you got to like feel for him. Cause it's like, he didn't want to do what he did. So, like, the hotel literally, like, took control of him. So, like, he was in the mo- And that's that's a fair point that people make, is in the movie with Kubrick, Torn like, or Torrance, Jack Nicholson, like, portrays Jack as just, like, a, like a brute a-hole, like, to start off. Whereas in the book, he's a loving, yeah. caring guy. And, like, he gets built up to, like, unfortunately, this event happens to him. And so it's like it's kind of sad at the end of the day to me. Oh, I totally like, how it ended. I totally with agree. I've like done deep dives and argued with plenty of people about that because I think he like I don't think Jack. He's obviously not a perfect person. He definitely has some bad moments and he has some bad characteristics. But I think that's what makes him real. Is like no one's really perfect. Like and he, the book gives him an arc. Like he starts out like you see him work through things and try to be good but then the hotel just touches just pokes at his the bad parts of him and, and accentuates those and turns him into this kind of monster but even at the very end like he wouldn't have done what he did with Danny in the hallway if his actual self wasn't there well, yeah exactly and then the movie no. doesn't do that at all it's just he just is an asshole the whole time <laughs> yeah no he's just purely an ass that's why in Doctor Sleep, there's like no like resurgence of his character, because it's just like right. Jack's gone. Like he's there's no Jack Torrance left anymore. It's literally just the hotel, which is what I thought with the uh, when they show him like his. Uh, I think the kid who plays ET ends up playing him in Doctor Sleep, and uh, like oh, people yeah, yeah. said, like that bar. reincarnation of Jack is. Uh, like the bad version, like the good version of him is just gone. Like he's gone. And so like that incarnation of him, yeah. when 
Danny sees him in the bar is that's that's like the evil one. Like there's no coping with him. There's no talking to him. Like he's just drink this and he's come gone. to the dark side. Yeah. So, I also love I mean, uh, not... Nick Andros in the stand. He just goes through so much and becomes such an important person, even with his like disabilities. Oh yeah. Um, John Coffey is another character I like. John Coffey and Judd Crandall. Mm-hmm. Of like the three J's. Jack Torrance, Judd. John Coffey, and Judd Crandall. Right. So that was another part that another... angered me about the new movie. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, I'm sorry. the yeah, new I think Judd. The, like, they just didn't... The whole like relationship with Lewis and Judd was very poorly done in the new movie, I think. Oh yeah, no. It was definitely a lot better in the 1980 version. Definitely a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> So, which book would you say is, like, your hidden gem book or a book that you really enjoy that doesn't get talked about as much or maybe gets bashed a lot or something along those lines? That's another question that um, Zach gets asked a lot, too. And he always has the same answer. Yeah, Yeah, I usually always say Christine. (laughs) (laughs) I usually say Christine. Um, it's a book that I have had in my top five and then I read the dead zone and I've had it, you know, it's, it's, I don't see it ever leaving my top 10. It's just such a good, good book. It's well-written. The friendship between Arnie and Dennis is just, it's so good. And then just like watching Arnie just turn for the worse because of this car that's kind of starting to like take control of his life. And it's, I, it honestly is a, really good book um i mean the other one i have that's somewhat of a hidden gem that uh everybody hates is dreamcatcher it's everybody hates that book like i Don't can't you? i can't find one person who likes it uh not anymore i did until i reread it i reread i reread so, it a lot well, yeah, it, it like I only I've only read it once, but like the movie I thought was I actually enjoyed the movie before I never read the book. But when I watched the movie, I love Thomas Jane as an actor. He's like really good. And then the guy, yeah, who he's played, great. Uh, the guy who plays Beave, uh, the guy who played my name is Earl. I can't think of his name. Um, yeah. And but, Timothy Oliphant's in that, too. They had a good cast. Oh, yeah, it was a really good pe- cast. Then you got the uh, Caterpillar. Uh, I. uh the shit uh, weasels. Yeah, no, Morgan Freeman with his <laughs> freaking caterpillar oh, yeah, uh, yeah. eyebrows. Like, uh, the, those things are massive. Well, yeah, Christine is definitely the book that... Because you're on Bookstagram and Booktube, and I we, like, never see anyone talk about it on YouTube, definitely. Oh, yeah, no. Nobody really ever talks about Christine. It's... I, I like, I don't really get why. Like I, I've, I've been waiting because this is a good movie too. Well, yeah, the movie's good too. It's not like it's like a bad movie. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'd like to see a sequel for the movie because obviously you see Christine Twitch at the end, but you know. I think they're remaking it. Oh really? That wouldn't shock me. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard somebody somebody got the rights and they're redoing it. Hmm. Well, I feel like they need to do that for a lot of King movies. Like I, I'm yeah. like. Just I to, feel like they're they're working through it. Well, yeah. To me, like the I feel like besides the stand, like the hardest one I feel like that would need to be made is The Shining. Like honestly, like yeah. Salem's Lot. Did I feel like they, they could redo think, that. 
they are actually they're they're for Salem's Lot. They're like they started filming last summer. Yeah, I think they're almost done with that one. But and, like The Shining, yeah, I they actually like... started filming in um in my in my uncle's like town where he lives in Massachusetts. He was sending me pictures of how they like changed storefronts to make it look like stuff from Salem's Lot. It was cool. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Um, but you know, I I feel like The Shining is just gonna be a hard one to do because. You know, obviously with the TV miniseries, King wanted to get, like, everything into it. <laughs> I, I feel like it'd have to be made like how it was, where it's in two separate chapters. But, like, I feel like that'd be kind of, like, yeah, weird be two to parts. do with, like, a movie. Two yeah. parts, big budget, and you'd have to have somebody that like, actually cares and, like, wants to make it right. And I, well, but yeah. I think, like, just because the Kubricks has such a big following, it would be really tough to even try. Well, yeah, that's where I feel like it's kind of like a touchy thing because it's like, yeah, it's King's book, but at the same time, like Kubrick's made an adaptation that has gotten its own like kind of like following, and you know, I'm I'm in both groups, but it's just like I would like to see like an adaptation done like right. That's you know, in a sense where it's like more to the book, but it's not like a TV miniseries or yeah. something like. So, what would you say for your answer? So my hidden gem, I agree uh, about Christine. I think that one definitely is a hidden gem. I've read it, I think, three times now. And I think it's just, it's really cool. It's really well done. I think the little middle section could be trimmed a little bit, but that's really the only thing that bothers me. I love the descriptions of the car, like, reforming itself were always so cool to me. Like, every time I read those, I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Like, it was, it, it's so cool. Um, Dead Zone's another one that I think, it is definitely, I think, more well-loved than, Christine, or the one I'm going to mention next. Um, I feel like 90% of people that read Dead Zone like really enjoy it, but it just doesn't seem to be talked about enough and or appreciated enough because I think it it is a really really good book. It's really well written. It is a little bleak, a little depressing, but it's it's pretty beautiful in like what he is able to do with it. And all the political stuff is way better than the stuff he's touched on recently. Like when he's tried to go political with recent books, it's just so forced and heavy handed. While like the dead zone, I think, was really tasteful. It was really well done, and it was like that's and exactly then just kind of the desperation involved at the end of that is great. Well, yeah, that's, that's the way ex- how I kind of viewed it too. Because that's exactly what he said to for me, like, Billy Summers. Well, yeah, to me, the political thing with Dead Zone yeah. is it was like it was a fictional political character, and the thing with like the more recent stuff is like he just keeps making references to a certain person who was in office and it's like <laughs> i feel like he just needs to who drop knows who that could be and, well yeah, yeah it's like like <laughs> i wonder who he's writing about like i feel like he just needs to drop it like just stop like yeah. we get it you don't like the guy but you don't need to mention it in every book that you've written since he's he was in office <laughs> like like stop yep <laughs> that's my that's my hard that's take on his much. writing this book stupid <laughs> Uh, and then the other one I really like that I, I I absolutely adore it that I don't think is mentioned enough is the dark half, and I think it's that book is way more important than people give it credit for because it was written right in the in the midst of him like going sober, and it was also kind of reactionary in terms of him getting outed as Bachman, and then he very intentionally like rewrote his own experience of being. Um, his pseudonym being really revealed and turned it into a fictional story. And then he switches 
throughout the book, you kind of see a little bit of stylistic changes and you see some Bachman thrown in there and you see his own stuff. And I think it's just really, really cool. Like the way he does it. And it's pretty awesome. And there's another good movie that doesn't get talked about either. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a book you haven't read, right? No, I started it once and then I put a pause on it because I would think I made a change to start reading one of his other books but it's definitely one that I need to go back to, and it actually was. Uh, we were con- we were contemplating a book to read for April, um, like for like a TBR oh, yeah. video or something like that, or like I think I'm going to be off working one of these upcoming days, and we're trying to figure out which King book I was going to read. And we're between that rereading the Regulators and rereading Misery, and I'm going to end up probably rereading Misery. Um, but I, I definitely need to hit the dark half up again. I that one is just yeah a lot of people i feel like it gets, it gets really brutal too oh yeah i can't can't wait for that one well the other book that you <laughs> started and haven't gone back to well there's two there's is like four insomnia and eleven twenty two. what are your oh. thoughts on those because he started those like literally two years ago he, <coughs> he's clearly getting choked up about it he started him like two years ago and I'm still like he like hasn't gone back to them yet. I feel like eleven twenty two is hard though because isn't that really like historical fiction like heavy? Yeah. So eleven eleven twenty two. Those two are very different books. Eleven twenty two is definitely way more historical fiction. You'd get that little sci fi kind of time travel aspect, but that one definitely leans heavily on like the history and the politics of the fifties and sixties. Which again, it's very, that's another example of him doing politics very well. But it is. Uh, there's a there, there's definitely a big section of that book that kind of drags, and you just are like, all right, he can like, can we move it along a little bit? But it is really good. It's really, it's actually a pretty, a really beautiful book. Like especially, it's one of his better endings. Um, and the the story itself is just really interesting. It's a fun little like thought piece. Like, what would you do if you go back in time, and like, would you stop the Kennedy assassination, or what would happen because of that? Like, what what would be the trickle down of saving him? So it is really interesting to think about and then to kind of see what he did with it is really cool. Um, but it is uh, definitely one you have to like it, to devote some time to it because it's not a quick read. Yeah. And then Insomnia, I love Insomnia. Like if you like The Dark Tower and It, you'll love Insomnia. I mean, it's, it is a dark, it's pretty much a Dark Tower novel without having Dark Tower in the name. And then it also has a ton of it easter eggs because it takes place in dairy so it's really fun to read it for that reason alone um but it is really important for the dark tower stuff too like it touches on a lot of things that he didn't do in the books really um so it's really interesting to like read it as like a dark tower side piece and that's another one that i think is one of his more beautiful books the ending always makes me cry like it's incredibly emotional too um and it's just visually very cool he has a lot of interesting descriptions in there that like before i read it the first time i was reading um just like i would go through this list and this guy would rate all these king books and have little mini blurbs about them and he kept saying that insomnia like a lot of the descriptions felt like an acid trip and i was like i've never done acid but like reading the book i was like if that's what it is it seems kind of fun like <laughs> That's how the Tommy Knockers was for so. me. That, that that book was a trip and a half. 
gosh. It really was. I think it's fun, but it's wild. Oh, yeah. Tommyknockers and thought... Insomnia are crazy on diff- for different reasons. Yeah, no. A very. I mean, I haven't read Insomnia, but it, Tommyknockers <laughs> is definitely... That's one of those books. I, I feel like if you well, were he, to take acid... He wrote that it, one in the throes of like a coke binge. <laughs> yeah. He was, I th- he was like just getting over something, whatever it was. He, and... His wife, they had an intervention with him in the, like in the middle of him writing it. So he was like hmm. fully coked out like the whole time. <laughs> and you can kind of see it. It definitely goes on these like random ass tangents. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, and the random coke machine that comes to life and starts killing people. That was, that was That's exciting. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next question. Is there any King book or cover? You both are collectors of King, obviously. Everyone's seen both of your collections. Is there a book that you're, like, on the hunt for or, like, lusting after a specific cover? Obviously, the easy answer is Rage, but I know there's a couple book covers or books that you're wanting to. Do you want to take it? Um, so I was collecting the... Um, I don't know which side of your body it's on, but like your bottom, <laughs> your bottom right where it's like the rainbow on the top and the black like block on the oh, bottom, yeah. like those signette versions. I'm missing a Salem's lot, and that's like the only one I'm missing out of that set. And I'm like, I'm always hunting for it. And like the problem is the color of it is the same as Dolores Claiborne, I think. And so it's like every time I see Dolores, I'm like, damn it, you're not Salem's lot. You get all excited. <laughs> yeah i would say a hardcover uk edition of it i feel like i just like want one of those because like it, it looks yeah they look cool it just looks it looks nice um but yeah obviously it or no rage i mean i i like uk or american it honestly doesn't matter i just like yeah find just one. that just to have one well, yeah, it's like it every there's like always like those really like old signet like paperbacks at like half price books near us, and like I'm always just waiting for someone to like muck up and just like put one in there for a dollar ninety nine. It's just like and, not gonna happen, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like who the hell I, I is this? Somebody, I forget who it was, but somebody on Instagram or Bookstagram actually told me they found one in the kids section of a Goodwill, and I was like, you are incredibly lucky. You just got like a $500 book for 50 cents. <laughs> 500 yeah. That's generous. I feel like, I feel yeah. like Will is going to be where you would get the fuck ups because like some random old ladies sh- uh, stocking shelves at a Goodwill isn't going to know what that is, but like half yeah. price books, like they're going to know what that is. Yeah. They're going to do the research. But so like you got to go to like the random like church. You got to go to like a church, uh, like, uh, what am I talking about? Church rummage sale. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be good. That'd be a good place for a, a rage, uh, a church, or in the well, kids section of a book area. I feel like you won't find much king place. at a church rummage sale. <laughs> you never know. And <laughs> yeah, maybe the yeah. pastor is trying to turn a new leaf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you? Um, for me, obviously, I think I have. A first edition of The Running Man in US, and then I have first editions of Long Walk, Roadwork, and Running Man in UK. So, obviously, completing those original four Bachmans would be really cool in the US and the UK. So, for UK, I only need Rage, US, I need Long Walk, Rage, and 
um, road work. And then for other than that, I carry um, Salem's Lot and Night Shift are the only three of like the original of all of his books. I don't have a first edition for. Nice. So it's like, that'd be fun to get, to get those just to, to finally have all that. (laughs) Do you collect everything else? I just need those ones. The like cemetery dance or like, isn't PS publishing? Mm -hmm. Who's that? PS, I think is like, yeah, there's cemetery dance and PS publishing are the two like bigger ones. And then sun top and, um, what else? There's Subterranean Press has The Shining, which is really cool. I have that one. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, I have all the Cemetery Dance except for... What am I missing? I think I just need the Artist Edition for Carrie to have like all of those. And then the he, they have <laughs> Pet Cemetery and The Stand are coming out soon, but not for a while. Because their shipping is always long. I, I, well, I, off the record, um, we're actually selling uh, Carrie Cemetery Dance Artist Edition if you want it. Because <laughs> we have uh, it. Um, well, yeah. Well, my but, so it was weird. The guy I bought it from, the case is the one for like the the like the 3,000 editions that they made. But the inside is actually the red edition, the one where they only made 750 or 1,500 oh, really? for like the artist editions. Yeah, it's like really huh. weird. I like... I, I don't know where the box is. I don't either. Oh, it's in Bailey's room. Oh, so then no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um. no, it, it it's like weird. It's because he even put he like even said it on eBay when I bought it. He was like, "Yeah, the slipcase is for the three thousand editions, but the book itself is for the fifteen hundred. I have no idea why. This huh. is how I got it, and I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> that's wild. He should have. Well, yeah. So it's been making it hard to sell because it's like we do have the artist edition of it. But we didn't get the right slipcase, so it's like it's hard to. Yeah, it doesn't have the that red tray case. Yeah, so it's yeah, hard no. for, to make it seem like legit, even though it is. So, um, yeah. But anyway, um, well, I guess since we're almost at an hour, we'll end it off with. Um, do you have any, or do you have any big goals in regards to King or? anything to do with King or your bookstagram or would you ever consider writing a book or um, doing something more than just your bookstagram? Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I think meeting, meeting King at some point, getting him to sign a book like to me would be really cool at some point. Obviously, I don't know when that's ever going to happen, but that would be fun. Um, that's like goal number one. And then I guess like in terms of me writing a book, it'd be fun. I haven't, I don't really, the only thing I ever write, I write articles occasionally, but that's, I think it'd be cool, but I have no idea what I'd write about or if it would even turn out any good. Cause I don't know how my fiction writing is. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know, in terms of my books, I guess I just have to, I like, I'll still end up picking some up here and there, but I think my collection's probably at a, a standstill until newer things are released. Nice. The problem with writing, like he wants to write a book, but He's so heavily influenced by Stephen King. It's hard to like come up with your own idea without it being without it almost being too close to, um, yeah, you know, something that's already been written by him. He's written over what seventy books or something. So it's hard to like not be influenced. Yeah, it's hard by him not. He's read so much. <laughs> so that's the problem he's having right now. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. I mean, 
I'm currently like 80 pages into a book or like 100 pages into a book. Obviously, it needs to be like proofread because I can't spell. Um, <laughs> but um, it's uh, I mean, I'm enjoying writing it. It's I'm kind of at like a standstill because I mean, because some of King's earlier works, he works in like rock and roll and like all that kind of stuff. And like I like started mm-hmm. writing in like the Beatles and I'm like, this is like getting way too close. <laughs> like, I feel like I can't be doing this. <laughs> and so I stopped and I'm like, I'm like kind of taking a break from it. And I'm like, all right, I need to like start thinking of something else. And I've been getting like short story ideas in my head, but like, I don't want to like, I don't know, get away from the main book I'm trying to write. But I mean, yeah, maybe I'll do a collection of some sort. So it's a work in progress. Yeah, I mean, it's a work in progress. I have some stuff written. I've got ideas in my head, but nothing has been solidified 100%. Great. Well. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. There's time. He he didn't write his first book until he was about, or like published Carrie until he was about in his mid-20s, I think. He was almost 30. I think he was 28, yeah. So, I mean, I've got time. You know, I can get one written before he finishes. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Tony, for coming on the podcast and talking all things King with us. Yeah, thanks yes, for having me. Thank you for thank you for joining. Um, we've had uh, two of these so far. We got a few more, and you were well, the you're the main King one. So, well, this... yeah, we knew that a lot of the other episodes yeah. of guests we've had were people from like YouTube, and they're not at like very Stephen King focused people and so we're like we have to have someone who's Stephen King so Zach can like yeah. have his person to talk with so uh yeah this was perfect <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and yeah we'll uh, maybe have to have an episode too yeah because there's the King is such yeah, a very large subject so I mean there's definitely more questions we can come up with and yeah we deep touched dive on maybe more... a quarter of it you know <laughs> Yeah, we only got a little slice of the pie. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, even a quarter is generous. We maybe hit like a tenth or something. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you can find Tony on Instagram at Tony's Horror Corner, and let's get him to ten thousand subscribers or subscribers. I'm thinking YouTube now. Ten (laughs) thousand followers, and uh, yeah, follow us Books and Stuff Podcast on Instagram and leave a rating and review, and we will see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.